Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to Hagger Hershey's Elk High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted once again, as always, by the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. Rex Burr along with Dane Filling, a couple of good guests on the show tonight. Uh, always great food. Dane tonight switched up. I went for the Cuban sandwich. Half of that's my lunch for tomorrow, as always, on Sunday night. Uh, great food here at the Double Eagle. We've got a decent little crowd in here tonight uh, witnessing our show. I'm going to be eating a ham sandwich tomorrow because I ate all my food. <laughs> what did you have? The chicken tacos? I had chicken tacos, and I recommended it over to Wade, and he, uh, he, he seconded that. He obliged, and we are joined by uh, Wade McClurk tonight on the show, a good friend of this show. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. You got to put that mic up a little bit closer to you there, brother. There we go. He is just as tired as we are after a long weekend of uh, travels and wrestling and everything else that was involved, but... Uh, we're excited to have something to talk about this weekend and something to look forward to here over the next week. Who walked away with the uh, team title at Little State? You um, guys were the hosts. Yeah. The, Good. Here, you know what? Am I wrapped up? You're backwards. Oh. See how that works? Thanks, Rex. <laughs> Help me out there. There you go. Um, Little State, uh, it is an invitational, but... It's kind of turned into an open, so the teams that are invited are allowed to enter as many as they want, so they don't they don't keep a team score. I got you. Um, so, yeah, but it was a it was a great event um, this year. It obviously had all the non division one Indiana teams in it, and then we invited some out of state programs, um, Division two West Liberty. Um, some NAIA schools, um, Lords and Cumberlands, and um, I'm probably well, West Liberty's about an Indiana school anymore with all yeah. the all of the uh, commits that they've gotten in the last week. I saw a couple more. I yeah. saw one from Faith Christian over the weekend. I saw uh, Jaden Jett from Cowan, Connor Specht from Jay County. It's been all yeah. kinds of them. Uh, Danny's doing a nice job of recruiting from his home state. Yep, yep. So um, yeah, West Liberty sent some guys, and um, there's. It's a it's a great it's a really great tournament. There's, I think people don't realize, as there's a lot of really good um, small division college wrestling in Indiana. I mean, Wallbash is great in Division Three. UND's always a top ten team in Division Two, and Indiana Tech is um, always contending for a trophy in the NAIA. And, and Marion University in Indianapolis has finished seventh in the country last year for NAIA. So there's just a lot of really good um, a lot of good wrestling. And, and I think a lot of people who aren't quite in tune with the with the sport on the college side of things would be surprised to realize that all of those programs are two three four guys deep at a lot of those weights and they've got guys who are out there wanting to go you know i was talking to doby litchfield yesterday and he was there wrestling and he's not wabash's varsity guy but there's some big rooms and some really talented pools of wrestlers there yeah yeah it's college wrestling at all levels is hard um and difficult and just yeah I think it's, you're right. I mean, a lot, I wish more people would have. I think there was quite a bit of people that attended and watched it, but I wish more people would um, get out to some of these Indiana and some of these smaller divisions um, competitions because a lot of them are Indiana kids competing and, and a lot of good ones. So, and, yeah, the room is deep. I mean, we have guys in our room that, you know, were state placers uh, multiple times in our state that, that aren't in the lineup. You know, it's it's tough. So it's a good thing, though. That's why we're – that's why I think the Indiana um, college programs and that are Division Two, Division Three, and AI are are excelling because the the depth is good. Um, and Indiana high school wrestling has been we're fortunate; it's been really good um, as of late. So 
makes recruiting a little easier. So. No, back, back in the day when uh, I graduated high school, uh, there was a lot of JUCO schools up in Michigan. Michigan's got a lot of JUCO schools with a lot of wrestling, and, and some of those JUCO schools wrestle big four t- four-year schools, and you know some of them take their lumps. But then there's some some there's a couple of junior colleges out around. Grand Rapids got one that was Grand Rapids JC was always national champs are up there. Uh, a couple of the Cuyahoga Metro, Cuyahoga West out of Cleveland, really tough junior college schools up there that yep. have lots of scholarships for kids to wrestle at because it's it's not as expensive to go to JUCO it is four year. Yep. Yeah, so there's there's so many options out there for kids um, to compete after high school. So, and there's a really good one in Fort Wayne called Indian Attack. So, <laughs> so. That's, that's called a little advertising for yeah. free there on the radio. Well, yeah. why don't you refresh our memory here while we're here in the opening segment locally? Who does Indiana have? Indiana Tech have uh, wrestling for them, and who are some of the commits uh, here from Indiana or here locally who are committed to come next year? Yeah. So on the on the men's side, we have. From this area in northeast Indiana, um, that's Elijah Chacon is, is a is a really talented guy for us at 157 pounds was a national qualifier last year from New Haven. Um, Ian Clifford is really coming on, a Columbia City kid. Um, that's a he's our heavy one of our heavyweights. We well. saw his sister um, last week, two weeks ago. Michaela, yeah, um, yeah. is a very talented wrestler for for Coach Culp's team. Yeah, and so Ian is um, really developing and. And coming into his own, um, and he serves as Braden Herb's backup from Western um, at heavyweight for us. Um, and, and then we, just, we have um, we have uh, several guys. And Landon Buchanan is our starting 174 right now from Jimtown. I'm just trying to think of Fort Wayne semi-state guys. Um, and then we and we have several guys that we brought in. Some local kids. Dylan Heath from Leo joined us this year. Um, Zamani Malamboza from Fort Wayne Northrop joined us. Um, and and Talking about the recruiting class coming in, uh, we're working on it. Uh, we're still in the in the turns of it. Um, FAFSA in the country has gotten pushed back till like I January one. So uh, we usually know October first on some of that stuff. So it's made recruiting it's kind of delayed recruiting a little bit. So um, I would say who we're targeting on the radio, but we like to keep it a secret. So, <laughs> but there are a lot of good kids in this area that we are targeting um, heavily. Um, this is a really good – I think in northeast Indiana is a really good senior group this year. So we're trying to keep some of them at home. Good deal. Well, earlier when we were eating, you were talking about some of the guys that are wrestling on the high school side of things that you keep your eye on and that you work with uh, week to week and that kind of thing. And so we're going to preview some of those uh, head-to-heads that are coming up here in the next week and all the way through Christmas. And we were even talking about Team State earlier. wanted to give a quick minute to the um, to the week that was. We had three – awesome dual meets on air and on youtube this week it started off with south adams and cowan south adams took a huge step forward when it comes to uh, claiming one of those spots for team state for 1a and then we had south adams against delta and we saw where south adams had some room to grow and we learned something about delta and honestly i gained more respect for delta on thursday and then consequently on saturday i gained a lot more respect for what Belmont's going to be able to accomplish this year. That Belmont lineup was at its optimal, and, uh, you know, credit to them for the way they wrestled on Saturday. It was a great duel. Yeah, and, uh, you know, a couple of uh, notes about the YouTube broadcast, and I'm just so thankful that we have a way to bring more sports. You know, it used to be whatever's on 92.7 FM is all you get, and the other option is there, and it's so easy 
to go and click on the link and send it to friends of yours. My mom lives in Florida. I clicked on the link about 11 o'clock last night because she's a late bird. I sent it down to her, and she texted me like 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, that sounded great. So she listened to the whole Delta match last night on the air on YouTube. Yeah, and two, you know, we only think through everything through a wrestling lens. But it isn't fair sometimes for some of the basketball teams and some of the basketball players to have big marquee matchups that we want to do and not be able to do them because there's a wrestling match that night. Now we were able to highlight both the girls on the basketball side of things and, you know, wrestling with the YouTube. And the Belmont Delta match kind of came up late. And it's not like you yeah, know, it wasn't scheduled yeah. when we when we set the winner the winner schedule. And it's such a match that you didn't want to lose it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So with that, we're going to send it back to studio. Steve Ralph's running board for us on Sunday nights. As always, we're back with more high school wrestling and the first period A right after this on WZBD. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday where you get the best savings. Come on, guys. It's where your friends shop. Decatur Package Liquors with the best service and variety in town, now with locations in Monroe, Byrne, and Markle. The staff at Haggard, Hershey, and Zelt Funeral Home is honored to serve the community we love and live in. Locally owned and operated by Ryan Hershey and Eric Zelt, we understand that each family we serve and each life lived tells a unique story. Our goal is to offer comfort, care, and dignity to all who entrust their loved ones to our care. We are proud to call Adams County our home and look forward to serving you for generations to come. Hi, it's Jesse from Heller Nursery. If you've never been to our greenhouses, now is the time to come. We grow over 4,000 poinsettias and it's a sight worth seeing. Heller Nursery also cuts fresh greens and makes wreaths daily for the Christmas season. Heller Nursery has a great selection of houseplants and pottery all winter long. Houseplants and gift cards make great Christmas gifts. Heller Nursery is located outside of Decatur, just off of 224. Just follow the signs. Heller Nursery opens seven days a week. Welcome back to the Hager Hershey's Hill High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. And, uh, Coach McClurg is still on with us, and uh, we're always talking about the food. And uh, he went with the chicken tacos tonight, but I told him uh, next time you're here, you go for the pulled pork tacos, and you do them, do them dirty with the uh, slaw and the uh, and the baked beans on top of them. And it, I tell you what, that's a combo that's really hard to beat. I put it in my notes. It's in the notes. So when I, so when I come back, I'll give it a try. That's good. You know you're a regular when the the waitress comes and knows what you want. So. <laughs> So let's go a little bit further into a review of what we saw on Tuesday night. That was my goal here in this segment. So South Adams hosts Cowan. First time this year that we got to see their lineup. Uh, a lot of young uh, wrestlers, guys that we got to know pretty well last year that, that are now sophomores. But some of those freshmen, I had seen the middle school team wrestle twice last year, so I kind of had some idea of, of those guys. But... I was really impressed. Um, West Somerset, Will Patterson are two guys who are pretty darn talented for South Adams. But that whole sophomore class, you know, all of them got an entire year of varsity experience. And as a little aside, I was having a good conversation with uh, Belmont's assistant coach, Sean Farrow. He was talking about um, 
the JV State Tournament that they're getting ready to, to implement this year. And there are a couple of non-wrestling people standing there in the conversation, and they're like, a JV State, what's the point? And, and, and Sean said, you know, when you take your basketball team and you play this schedule and this schedule, three games this week, you know you're going to have three, you know, the 32-minute games that your JV guys are going to get to play. You show up to a wrestling match on Tuesday or Thursday or Saturday, like we saw, and there was what, one JV bout on Tuesday. There were three on Thursday. How many did you have yesterday? Eight. So there was a little bit more, thankfully. Yeah, we had eight against Dwinger, and Dwinger, Dwinger had a big squad. They had like 40-some kids, and we anticipated a lot of them, but they had some uh, illness went through their their uh, room, and they had like five starters that weren't wrestling, so their JV were sick too, but we anticipated. But there's still eight. Eight's, eight's a good number for JV. I mean, you want 10 or 12, but eight's good. But my point is, when you're a 1A school and you're trying to develop some of these guys, it's difficult if they're not in the varsity lineup. They may only get seven matches the whole year. They may, they may practice for three, four months and only get to wrestle seven times. Um, so to get that varsity experience was huge for those South Adams kids. And some of those guys, like uh, Brendan Sprunger and Dakota Sprunger and uh, Mann and Meyer and all of those guys, they're so much better this year than they were when they started last year because of that experience. You know, and because I didn't see the junior high last year, I was impressed with those young freshmen they had in the lineup. And uh, Barry came up, and uh, we interviewed Wes Somerset, and that's a good-looking kid. I mean, coming as a freshman, wrestling like 57, it's a, it's a big, strong, good-looking kid. The, the physique matches the name, yeah. doesn't it, for yeah. sure. For, for all of them. But, uh, yeah, South Adams had, had, had a great match. I was really impressed with them. Obviously, you know, Coach Gaskell, when he was still there and setting up the schedule last year, you know, he schedules Delta. He schedules Belmont. He knows he has nothing to lose in those matches. We talked about it ahead of the match on Thursday. There was no way South Adams was going to win that, that dual meet. But they wrestled well. They got some experience. They got some guys who learned what that next level is and where they need to go. And in the end, it's not going to hurt their resume. And that is what makes Tuesday's win even more important. If they lose to Cowan and they start off the season with losses to Cowan and Delta and Belmont and they head into those ACAC duels, they're thinking, God, we got to win one of these big ones. we got to knock off Adams Central or Jay County. But now they don't. They don't need to do that because they've proven that they belong there. And uh, I, I think they have a really solid case. And I think the way they stack up against some of these other teams that are already going to Team State in 1A and 2A, uh, is going to bode well for them. You know, on Tuesday night, AJ and I have uh, Belmont at South Adams once again. We go down to the Star Dome, and uh, I tell you what, uh, the Belmont looked very good against Delta. We all know that Delta was missing two of their guys, and with those two other guys in there, it's a whole it's a whole different match. I mean, could have came out a different way, and, and I think that Cody Count, knowing that he had to do something different, he made the first move, made the first chess move. Did it pay off? I don't know. I mean, either either way it went, I don't know if it changes the overall score because tim was able to counter with his move the move that aj went and talked to tim about you know do you do you bump mendez up and and martin up make that move and he said i don't know we, we don't we don't know we talked about it well when lecount made the first move it forced his hand to do that and that's that coaching strategy that didn't used to be there we didn't used to have that kind of strategy when you start at six you go out and you finish heavyweight you know you know everything's going to go that way well my takeaway from the match was um being able to have a kid like Devin Gephardt, who understands the history of the team, who is experienced, he knows what the match means, 
and he's just sitting over on the sidelines. He's getting on the bus. He probably doesn't think that he's going to get to wrestle, um, but he comes in. He wrestles a state placer. Okay, this is a kid who just wrestled at Blackford in the Blackford JV event on Friday night. And he comes in and he takes a state placer and he stays off his back, doesn't get tech fault, and stays within what he needed to do. Those are two huge points that Belmont saved. And I just, you know, there are so many kids who, you know, say what, they, say what you want about freshman, sophomore, and junior, but especially senior year, they don't even make it to the first practice. They see the writing on the wall, they quit. <coughs> Or they go and they wrestle the very first, you know, wrestle off. They lose their spot and then they're done. They don't show up to the next practice at all. They clean out their locker. They go home. And Devin Gephardt didn't do that. And Belmont may not win that match last night if he just decides, you know what, I'm not going to beat Cole Mendez. I know I can't beat Keegan. And I don't want to go all the way up to wrestle heavyweight. It's just not going to work for me. I'm just going to quit. And if he does that, then, you know, Belmont doesn't win last night. And, and he did a good job enough that he really frustrated Russell. Russell was so frustrated. And I know on a, you go out and your coach says, you got to pin this guy. And it puts a lot of pressure on you. Yep. That, and, and you have to change your whole way you wrestle. And Gephardt's in the catbird seat. You know, all I could do is just not get pinned. And I, I've won. And he didn't give a tech. He gave up simple major. And, and gave so much more flexibility to a guy like Keegan Martin who was moving up. And that uh, Delta heavyweight is a big, tall kid. Yeah. And Martin would have had to pin him. Yes. And that would have made a, a, a ton of difference. So. A great week of dual meets, uh, three nights this week. I looked forward to it so much, and it was definitely worth it. And then on Tuesday, we should uh, have some fun. You know, last year's duel wasn't all that competitive, but it was a lot of fun. We had a great match between Mav and uh, Duke last year. It was a lot of fun to watch, and I expect the same on Tuesday. And then on Thursday, we've got the dual meet between Jay County and New Haven. We don't know what that's going to look like, but you were talking earlier about New Haven's girls and the Ocampos and how talented they are. You were saying, Wade, that Juliana is at 13 this year and Isabel's at 106 for the boys' side? Yeah, that's, that's what the antenna I was told. Yeah, and, and um, yeah, but then New Haven's, like I said, they've got some solid guys, I think, all through their lineup. So. Well, you know, Doster, Doster, is, Doster's the guy you're looking at have to pull into your program, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he's pretty good. So. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not trying to reveal his recruiting. Yeah, yeah I, no, I, I was actually worked out with Easton today and um, that's how that's how I found out about the New Haven and their lineup and things like that. Is but, that how you got that black eye? Uh, no, <laughs> no, that's uh, that happened in the college room, I think. But, um, well, we'll yeah, it'll be, it'll, New Haven's going to be, I think, a pretty solid, solid team, like a dual meet team wise, at least. We are going to talk later in the show about the NE8 duels and the ACAC duels, which we have on the broadcast um, schedule. Um, any other notes, Rex, about Belmont and South Adams this uh, week? No, I mean... We, uh, and and I, I keep forgetting because I wasn't there, but you guys had the, the Belmont Bishop Dwinger. You haven't talked about Gavin Davis at all. How did he look as far as mobility? Um, does he look strong? He, he looked like Gavin Davis, and he was pulling out all stops. And he, we interviewed him after the Belmont Dwinger match here tonight, and he's like, I'm just going to go and wrestle. If I heard it, I heard it. You know, I, but... I can't live my life being scared. And I, I talked to his dad afterward, and it's like, yeah, I wrestle with a shoulder injury. You change the way you wrestle. You never put that arm above your head and pull and stuff. I mean, you, you do, you maybe reuse the other arm, but you, you just, you wrestle a little bit different, and you try and protect it a little bit. But there's times you're going to get in there, and it's going to get hurt. You're going to hurt a little bit, but like the doctors told him, you can't hurt it any worse. So it, it is what it is. And I think he's accepted that fact. He's got a nice brace on, and uh, he came out and was like wildfire both nights. Yeah, certainly interesting to see how 
he goes when you get to Saturday and he's asked to wrestle five times or yeah. what, you know, what does the coaching staff do? Do they, do they plug uh, Landon Rich or someone else in there to give him some time off depending on what it is? Or do you say, hey, we've got five matches today. Uh, these are the two matches where we really think we're going to need him. And the other three matches, we're going to give, you know, one of the sophomores a chance to wrestle and get some experience. Landon did a nice job at Goshen filling in for him and kind of protected a little bit. Well, that's the nice thing about being broadcasters instead of coaches. We don't have to make that decision. And if, we make, if they make the wrong decision, they made the wrong decision. You and I just sit back and watch. It's no skin off our hind end. Certainly interesting to see how that works out for the Belmont team and uh, their lineup here coming you know, looking forward to that, I wrote about it in the story on WZBD.com today. At this point, you know, and we're broadcasters so we can jinx ourselves all we want. You know, at this point, I think Belmont likely favored in every dual meet they wrestle between now and Team State. You know, Wade was going back and forth. New Haven's going to have a really solid team. I absolutely agree, and I could easily see that match being 7-7-8-6-6-8. But, you know, Belmont passed the test on Saturday, and it's going to be really interesting. If they walk into... Jay County High School on January 5th at 23-0, and 0, it's going to be a pretty intimidating team to wrestle. You know, I don't want to dismiss the fact, but uh, our website is phenomenal. The article you wrote, uh, you, had a, you had a photographer taking some great pictures last night, great action shots here uh, by a photographer you sent down there. Steve Rouse working hard during the match, cutting, taking snips out. He's got interviews here. It's all from here the YouTube. next From Not, YouTube. Yeah. Right up the next day, he pulled them off YouTube, and, and that wasn't a live air broadcast, but uh, either way, uh, the technical aspect that we've been able to come up with between Steve and Dave Nathan and yourself. I mean, I saw a friend of mine today when I was talking about the website. I've never been there. So I pulled up my phone and showed it to him. He's like, wow. And I said, you should be advertising on this. Well, yeah, who do I call? So I may have just got you another client. Well, actually, I think he's already Al's client. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> but with that, we've reached the end of first period A. That's back to the studio for a round of commercials with Steve Rouse. And we'll be back with more wrestling here on High School Wrestling Weekly on WZBD. Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur is hands down the best auto body repair shop in the Midwest. That's why your friends and neighbors give Bowers Paint Studio a five-star rating on Facebook. Your family ride get dinged in an accident? Take it to Bowers for a free estimate. Need a custom paint job for your collectible car or motorcycle? Bowers Paint Studio is the place to go. Nate works with all the insurance companies and can help you get a loaner. That's Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur. Cross Creek Golf Club in Decatur has the perfect Christmas gift for the entire family. This year, give the gift of golf. Reduced rates for next season are now available. Student memberships, singles, couples, family, and seniors are all options on the 27-hole beautiful Cross Creek Golf Course. Gift certificates from Cross Creek make great stocking stuffers. New merchandise, including sweaters and outerwear, are also great gift ideas. Stop in soon for the best selection, Cross Creek Golf Club in Decatur. Does your smile need work? Maybe it's time for a cleaning and exam. Visit Laura Kugelhan, DDS, and her knowledgeable caring staff at Complete Smiles on North Main Street in Bluffton. Dr. Kugelhan would love to help you maintain your dental health or transform your smile. Whatever your needs might be, Complete Smiles is there to help you. Dr. Kukulhan is currently accepting new patients. Call 824-3100 to schedule an appointment. Welcome back to the Hager Hershey's Elk High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle. Once again, we're live at the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. And 
Dan, I've been working all season, and I finally did it. I got the first ever Mishawaka tournament champion from Belmont High School here tonight. Looking forward to that later on in the show. Maybe, maybe get him on for a quick word. And I cannot, I cannot stop, start what, talking too early. What year was that? Spin. What year was that, Tony? 82. <laughs> and where were you in 1982? I was not even thought of. <laughs> he was somewhere <laughs> at that table right there. <laughs> so uh, we're talking about the NEA duels, but before we do that, you know, you were talking over the break. We uh, should do this more often, but a big shout-out to Tillman Clark at Delta and Jason Arnold at South Adams for being very hospitable to us this week. Um, you know, they don't have to, to pull out the red carpet for us, but Tillman did a nice job asking me, you know, hey, what do you need? Uh, can you send us the, the link? We'll put it out on our social media so that people that are sitting at home and want to pay attention can do it. And, uh, you know, we probably don't do a good enough job of, of thanking athletic directors when they are nice to us and, and provide us with something. Before we get off that Belmont Delta match, I just want to let everybody know that last night after the match, Cody LeCount had lost a dual meet, a close dual meet. You know, I knew he had, had you know, had some concerns about that. We need to fill some time. I get him up there. He does an interview. Super gracious interview. He's a wonderful young man. was just our guest on his show last Sunday night. And he leaves, and I meet his parents in a parking lot and find out that his grandfather passed away yesterday. And he was able to give us that interview even after that. So just highlights to more what a great kid he is. I saw also uh, Tillman, I think it was Tillman, that put out on Twitter um, that three of the Delta wrestlers had invited um, one of the kids with special needs to the, to the match and shared a picture and, and talked about how the, this young lady came just to watch those three boys wrestle and that they had encouraged her to come. And uh, sometimes we get so caught up in, in rankings versus rankings, you don't realize that, you know, there's three boys that have no reason to, to do that kind of thing, and, and they go out of their way to invite someone like that to, to be a part of the match. And it was a, it was a fun atmosphere from, from what I heard over the over Yeah, there. It, it was a great atmosphere, a good crowd, and it was kind of weird. Saturday night, I mean, most people are out watching basketball games or something, but there was that many, many yeah, people. Yeah, we need more crowd. of them. Yeah. more Friday night, Saturday night high school duels. I, I don't know. My drive home at uh, 10 o'clock in the fog and the dark on a Saturday night was not cool last night. So I drove all, all the way home from Gary, so it wasn't much <laughs> better. But uh, yeah, I will tell you. That happening on Saturday night, very intentional yeah, by I'm by sure. Cody and by Tim because sure. that's what they wanted. So, hey, on Friday on WZBD, we are going to have – let me just make sure that I've got all my stuff lined up here, right? So you're telling me I go Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday this week? You do. And Sunday. You want to take a night off? And I tried Sunday. to get you a night off on Thursday and I couldn't get it. <laughs> On Friday, we are going to have two rounds of the NEA Super Duels live from New Haven High School. We will be covering at 6 o'clock the Norwell Knights against the Belmont Braves. And then in the second round, we will have Belmont against Huntington North. Hey, do you know that Johnny knows we have a show now? Maybe we can even get him on as a guest. <laughs> um, so that will be a good one. Norwell versus Belmont should be a really good match. And then also I was looking... Uh, the New Haven DeKalb match that's going on while Belmont wrestles Huntington North, that should be a really good dual meet too. And, uh, wow, last year's first edition of that tournament was wild. Um, Belmont entered Saturday morning still undefeated. Coach Myers had never lost uh, a dual meet in his head coaching career. And Belmont, what, lost the tiebreaker to East Noble and then beat DeKalb, but but. DeKalb had beaten East Noble, but DeKalb got beat by Columbia City. And then Belmont got beat by Norwell because 
Timo almost died from <laughs> a neck injury, and there was just so much going on. Yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun. I checked out. I, I didn't have to witness the Timo incident. I was on the way home, so I I've benefited from that by not being and there. Poor, for that. I remember poor Henry boy needed he needed like a tech fall or a fall, <laughs> and he ended up taking a loss. Kind of the same things along the line of of uh, what we're talking about with Henry Farouk yesterday. You know, he's trying to he started off undefeated in his high school career and. He gets put in a situation where you got to take one for the team. Henry was the opposite last year. He, they said, we can't, you cannot win by decision. You have to win by fall. You have to pin this kid. And it ended up costing him a match uh, against that kid. But um, it should be a good weekend, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So, Coach, I know you have spent a lot of time with some of these NE8 guys. Uh, any comments that you want to leave on, on some of those guys? Um, I mean, there's a, we have there's, I don't want to like name names. There's so many, but uh, that train with us. But yeah, I think there is. Uh, we were talking earlier about certain weight classes in the NE8. I think there's a lot of talented young kids at, um, at the 120 pound range. Um, I know uh, you're speaking of Henry Ferrot. You got Hunter Douglas. You know Sean Harris, the freshman at Leo, is pretty tough. Um, and uh, I'm sure I'm. I'm sure I'm leaving some out there, but 144 as well is kind of a, a weight that I've got my eye on with Doster and you know yeah. Sam Wolpert still undefeated. Yep, yep. Um, so I'm sure they've wrestled uh, several times. So um, yeah, that'll be it. that'll be good. Like I said, there's just going to be a lot of good like high, or you'll see a lot of semi-state ranked guys wrestle semi-state ranked guys, and so you're going to see a lot of uh, see where it's a good it's a good uh, early season test for a lot of these individuals, not just the teams, but the individuals yeah we're certainly looking forward to the broadcast and as we said that is going to be rex and aj on friday night live on 92.7 on the radio live side action. and you're going to do both rounds on friday night and then we'll switch our focus over to the acac on saturday for our coverage in the morning what are but we looking at can, for a couple of matches there on that Saturday that we're looking forward to? You can, uh, I'm going to go through the ACAC duels schedule during the next segment, okay. so I'll save it for then. But uh, we will have full coverage of both tournaments on WZB.com, as always. Hmm. What else are you looking at over there? I'm looking, looking at, at the, I'm looking at rankings for a Fort Wayne semi-state. You know, Caleb, I, uh, Caleb's given a lot of love to the Belmont guys. I see Ben Mills in there at four, Fort Wayne semi-state. And... Coach McClurg was uh, chuckling earlier, all, all 95 pounds, he said, of, of Ben Mills. Yeah, I love Ben Mills, but, yeah, he's, he's undersized, but he's, he's going to be good. He's, he's, a, he's a tough kid. He's, it's in his blood, right? It's yeah, like, it's, oh, it's almost like he, he looks like someone else yeah, that yeah. followed the same path. Well, it, it ended up being pretty good for Belmont. So. You talk about 13-pounders in the area. Look at Aiden Bollinger, Levi Johns, and Caleb Salazar. Those are three studs right there, and they're all in a Fort Wayne semi-state. Yeah, and you were talking about Carrington Cooper uh, from yeah. New Haven, who's a, a senior down there. And uh, we saw Cole Hinkle looked really, really good at the at the Goshen Duels. I was surprised that he made it all the way down to uh, to one thirteen. Yeah, like I said, I think it's going to be interesting what um, New Haven's lineup uh, looks like on um, at the NEA Duels. I know they have uh, the Roca kid, Timmy Roca, twenty or twenty six, pretty tough kid too. Um, I think they might be a tough out in some duels. They're heavyweight. Um, spent some time with us this off season. Um, he's 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 pretty solid. Is he in the is he in the heavyweight semi state rankings? He's somebody to look out for. Who's that? New Haven's heavyweight. 
Um, no. Pretty solid guy. No. Pretty good wrestler. I tell you what, last night we did see the Mosier boys. They're the real deal. And then you got Bollinger and uh, uh, Jensen Boyd. Boyd down there. Their, their four lower weights are studs. Yeah, and we they were talking solid. about Kate Jackson and being yeah, able to Kate's train with those that. guys. So Yeah, they've got a good thing going there. and. Um, Cody's a Cody's a good Cody's a good dude, good coach. So if if you're building a good thing there, um, Looking yeah, at J- Jensen Boy had a I got a coach him in Fargo this summer. He's a special kid. He's he will be a state champion contender as a freshman right away. So he's a he's gonna be a problem for people. Looking at those any eight duels, uh, Norwell competed this weekend at the Shamrock duels, and they'd come off a loss against North Miami, a team that's really coming on here in 1A and is maybe a contender for that title um, that, you know, a few years ago, if you would have told me North Miami was competitive, I would have laughed at you because they never really had been. Uh, but Norwell wrestled with some big schools. Carroll, Homestead, uh, they wrestled Fishers and Lawrence North. They picked up wins against Carroll and Homestead and lost to Fishers and LN. Um, Fishers had a pretty good day during, during that event. Taking a look at some of the other teams that are going to be contenders, you know, DeKalb's going to 3A Team State. Uh, they lost to Garrett earlier in the year. They also lost to Homestead. The Garrett loss was 44-27. to They wrestled Lures uh, this week. Also looking at East Noble, a team that uh, beat Belmont in the duels last year on the tiebreaker. They just got done beating Wawasee 47-24. to and I'm trying to remember what this that's the exact same margin that Belmont beat Wawasee. So certainly looks like East Noble is going to be just as competitive with the Braves as, uh, as they were last season. Well, Rex, let's run a break and let's get the ACAC schedule fired up. Back with more after this here on a High School Wrestling Weekly on WZBD. Nobody handles screen printing and apparel like Team Montrewear in Bluffton. Providing high quality and creative apparel for South Adams football, Belmont wrestling, and many others in our area, Team Montre takes all the work coaches and volunteers used to do, taking orders and collecting money, and does that for them. Set up an online store and let the local experts at Team Montre take care of the rest. From custom designs to a wide array of apparel and gear, Team Montre is your home for all of your team apparel needs. Visit the brand new location for Team Montreware on Main Street in Bluffton or visit them online at teammontreware.com today. DDD Maintenance and Repair, owned and operated by Shane Reynolds, has your local professionals for heavy-duty truck and diesel engine repair. DDD Maintenance and Repair also offers full-service sand and glass blasting for your surface restoration projects. Whether it's getting your heavy-duty truck and diesel engine running like new or sandblasting your project to look like new, we have a blast renewing the past. Give Shane and the guys a call at 260-223-5442. That's DDD Maintenance and Repair. At Jackson Associates Financial Services in Portland, we are committed to maintaining the highest standards of integrity and professionalism in our relationship with you, our client. We endeavor to know and understand your financial situation and provide you with only the highest quality information, services, and products to help you reach your goals. Give Troy a call for the latest rates on CDs and learn about the advantages in today's financial climate to invest in your hard-earned dollar. That's Jackson Associates in Portland. When faced with the difficult task of making arrangements for your loved one, many emotions and questions arise. What would they want me to do if they were here? Where is the money coming from? How much should I spend? Do they want burial or cremation? 
The staff at Haggard, Hershey, and Zelt Funeral Home can help you navigate these tough questions. Make your wishes known and allow us to make sure that your wishes are carried out. Call Ryan Hershey or Eric Zelt at 260-724-7167 to schedule an appointment today. Back to Hacker Hershey's Hill High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle. Once again, we're live at the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. A couple of our close friends and family. Uh, my wife actually made it out tonight only because she was hungry for a salad, so uh, she's uh, exited stage left. But uh, everybody else is here, a uh, great group of people here. Our regulars are all here, the Brights and the Judges here. And uh, got a good coach uh, on the air with us as a uh, guest tonight, and uh, Coach McClure. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's been fun. Always great. Always great to have you on the show. And I have just received a breaking news text from one Sean Farouk. And he says that you don't know your Tuttles very well, Rex, because that was Dalton Tuttle on the mat last night. Well, wait. Wrestling Chandler Thomas. Now, hold on a second. I don't think so. That's not what I have my... Let me go to the sheet. Let me go to the score sheet. Well, maybe they had it written down differently. Breaking news here on High School Wrestling Weekly. What does he know? Well, he's listening right now. Don't, so don't say anything <laughs> too bad about him. Hey, I'll give a shout-out to uh, Sean. He was the only coach that uh, traveled down to Blackford. He took, I think, 11 young men down there, and every single one of them got a win. A big shout-out to Joe Hakes, who got his first competitive win as a wrestler on uh, Friday night at Blackford. Got a stick last night, too. And he got a fall last night. And, oh, he's not actually listening, so don't worry. He said he read it on WZBD. He said that they announced a different name when he reported, and they had to correct themselves. Luke Hewitt is who they had in the lineup. Nope, it was Dalton Tuttle. So He didn't look nothing like a Tuttle. <laughs> well, I don't know. We're going to have to get the real truth and find out. We've got to do a let, DNA let, test or something. Let me text his dad, and he'll tell me if it was okay, Dalton or not. Let's find it out. So, Oh, also a shout-out to uh, Dougie Hamilton, who got the win on Friday night for the very first time. So, on Friday night, when you guys are at New Haven, it is going to be Adam Central's first time on the mat, and they're going to be wrestling South Adams. It's kind of a rude introduction yeah. um, to, to sort of reopen. And for those South Adams boys, they had their football season ended by Adam Central. And they're going to open up Adam Central's wrestling season with the head-to-head. South, uh, Southern Wells will wrestle Heritage, and Bluffton will wrestle Woodland. Then in round two to end Friday night, it's going to be Jay County versus Heritage. South Adams will have the bye. Southern Wells will wrestle Woodland, and Adam Central will wrestle Bluffton. And if I remember right, Bluffton is already in on the 1A side of Team State. So you've got two 1A Team States uh, teams wrestling there, and we've seen some really good things so far this season from Coach Duncan and Coach Feekter down at Southern Wells as they are much, much improved from where they were two weeks ago, or two years ago, I'm sorry. Well, they may be better than two weeks ago, too. We don't know. <laughs> On Saturday morning, then, we will have live action as Jay County takes on South Adams. That should be a good dual meet. Is that and at Jayco? It is at Jay County, yes. Because we were at M Central last year. Yes. And then in the second round, oh, also in that first round in the morning on Saturday, it'll be Southern Wells taking on Adam Central. Then the second round that we'll do is Jay County versus Woodland, South Adams versus Bluffton. Once again, another opportunity for South Adams to beat a 1A Team State team. 
Hey, put in the call to Eric Myers. Tell him we want that table on the rail. We want that table. On. We don't want to be in a crow's nest with Rob. I guarantee you, he's listening right now. Hey, coach. The we want the we want the table <laughs> on the rail right now. So. Table on the rail, not in a crow's nest. Then witness guys take up too much space. Do you want uh, blueberry muffins or chocolate muffins? Chocolate, okay. chocolate chip. Heritage will wrestle Adam Central in that round. Then we're going to go off the air because we have other obligations on Saturday. I believe we have uh, the big Purdue game, the international Purdue game up in Toronto as they take on Alabama. A bit of a homecoming for Zach Eady. In round three, when we're off the air, it'll be Jay County versus South Adams, Southern Wells versus AC, Heritage and Woodland. Round, oh, I'm looking at it wrong. I'm sorry. Round five. Jay County versus Bluffton and AC versus Woodland, South Adams versus Southern Wells. In round six, it'll be what most people would consider the championship match, Jay County versus Adams Central. South Adams will wrestle Heritage. And to end the event, is that English? I don't know who's handwriting. I don't know what that is. There must be a Myers. There's a lot of Myers down there at Jay County. I, I thought maybe you wrote that in German. I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I think it's Southern Wells versus Jay County, <laughs> Bluffton versus Heritage, and something against uh, South uh, Woodland against South Adams, I believe. We've got to work on their handwriting down there in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to be a good weekend, and you learn a lot about these teams once they've had a chance to, re- to wrestle six or seven familiar opponents and come out the other side with a record that really sort of embodies what and where that kid is standing at this point in the year. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Adam Central, I got to hang out with Coach Curry quite a bit. A couple weeks ago, we, they helped us host our youth wrestling tournament. Um, and, you know, they, it was the day after, I think, the football state championship game. So he was just kind of telling me, you know, that, you know, they were just finally getting their guys back in the room, and um, and of course, a lot of their a lot of their guys play football. So being that small school, and they got some studs. So um, including his son, I think it's gonna be at 190 this year. I think Trevor will be at 190, um, and they have some um, be really good young guys. I mean, Maverick Duball, Brayson Shortgen. I mean, they're they're gonna be tough. They're they're always well. You know, he always Coach Curry always has those guys ready. Um, I think especially by Team State, they might be. I don't know if their condition will be there quite this weekend, but but they'll get they'll get them there when when it matters towards well, the end of the year. Well, cert- sure. Coach Curry certainly has the game plan as far as how to pull that off and make sure that they are ready. Um, yeah. We know that the lineup that they put out on Friday night is not going to be what they end up wrestling at Rochester when we're there on January sixth. When I'm there, at least not yeah. Yeah. not you guys. I'm, I don't know. Do you uh, are you a team state? Attendee, or do you have to do you have coaching duties that night? I think we have coaching duties. I think I'll be in uh, in Iowa, University of Northern Iowa, for um, national duels is that weekend this year. So I'll be on the road. Yep. So Dane, when the uh, text came out between you and I and the judge, which happens about ten times a day, it seems like he asked what the uh, the uh, theme for tonight's show are is, and uh, you put down here rankings madness. Yeah, it so, is a. I mean, there's a lot of shuffling going on when you when you text. AJ and I and told him told us that uh, Jay County had knocked off Western and it was big. I mean, it was not even close, like forty six twenty nine. And then here's Belmont, number uh, three wrestling number one, number four wrestling number one, and end up being that way. It's like everything's changed. It's just all scrambled up now. Yeah. So Indiana Matt will have new team rankings come out tomorrow morning. Uh, just yesterday, as you said, uh, the preseason rankings that were made in October. 
Number four, Belmont beats Delta, as you heard on our YouTube channel last night, 39-37. to Delta also suffered a loss earlier in the year to a team that in 3A that is competing for a team state spot. Western came in as number two to Delta, and they fall to Jay County 46-27. to And Jay County ends up beating both Western and Hamilton Heights, a team who um, finished in the top eight last year, a team uh, we talked to, to Coach Myers, who has high hopes for this year. They beat them 51 to 24. You know, a lot of people were down on Jay County. Uh, those preseason rankings were made mid-October, and in between then and now, we found out that Christian Whitcamp had moved back to Illinois. Uh, I witnessed AJ Myers tear his ACL in a football game, and all of a sudden we're thinking, "Ooh, man, how good are they going to be?" Well, it turns out it sounds like they're going to be just as good as we thought they were going to be. Uh, despite losing those two guys. You know, they still got those guys that all went down. They took like four freshmen in the state finals as freshmen. Well, those guys are seniors now. Yeah, they've got a they've got a this is their group. I mean I think Coach Myers has probably been waiting on this year for a while. Um they've got a really good group, um really good dudes that spent a lot of time with us in the off season. So um Jay County, you're talking about they beat Western pretty bad. Like I wouldn't I just think Jay County might be that good. I don't know if I would I think Western's probably still really good too. But um I just think Jay County is um, I think you know I think the previous two years they thought they were good enough to win the team state and uh, you know fell short right and um, so I don't I think the senior group is pretty determined to not let it happen this year so hopefully hopefully they can get it done and then you keep going down that that list of two A teams you know Garrett starts off they're eight and zero they beat a three A team state team in DeKalb forty four twenty seven you were just talking about how good you think New Haven is. Uh, Oak Hill is competing for one of those last two spots against McConaughey. They pick up a win against McConaughey, uh, but they lose to New Haven by 30. So we don't know exactly what what kind of uh, talent they have. You look at Wawasee. They wrestle fairly well against Belmont in the opening duel, and then they lose a close one to North Miami. But I think all that's going to do is catapult North Miami up into the top five or six yeah. in 1A where they probably belong. New Prairie had a good football season. They've only wrestled one duel so far. Hamilton Heights, a couple of losses, but when you lose to teams ranked one and two or two and three, that doesn't tell you a whole lot. Um, they've wrestled some really solid competition. Hamilton Heights has um, way better than they had been one or two years ago. Um, teams like uh, Noblesville, Pendleton Heights, um, West Lafayette, West Lafayette, Harrison. Um, so seeing some things from them, and then down south you've got teams like Heritage Hills and Monrovia and Owen Valley, all of them trying to get one of those last two spots, which are going to be announced on our show two weeks from tonight on <laughs> December 17th. That's when we announce the last two teams getting in okay. in each of the four classes. And then January 2nd is when we're live from my bunker basement, right? <laughs> That's right. Last week Steve sent me a text of Wayne and Garth in a basement, you know, party on. Party on to Garth. We are going to have, so, the, so there'll be eight teams that get an invite on December 17th. We'll have the vote in the afternoon, and then we will have the uh, announcement during our show on the 17th. And then on the 21st, uh, they're not going to allow us to have a show on Christmas Eve. Unfortunately, we get bumped by baby Jesus. But <laughs> we are going instead to do a show prior to the Adams Central Belmont match, which is a huge deal in Adams County if you're listening from outside of Adams County. And it's going to be a special one because Coach Myers has um, created um, 
a new feature for each of Belmont's historical state champions, and he's going to present that before he mounts it up on the wall at the school. And it sounds like uh, we are at at least, is it 14? I think there's 14. 13. Yeah, something like that. We're too short. Uh, I think TJ Hayes and Jason Baker are the ones who live the furthest away, and one of them may actually be making the trip. And then um, the two state champions that Belmont's had that have, that have passed away are both going to be represented by family members. So it's going to be a really, really special night, and we're going to incorporate them into our show prior to the match for uh, Belmont and Adam Central. So before we send it back to the studio to break, as in Talladeganites, I like my baby Jesus dressed like Elvis. <laughs> you know. With that, let's send it back to the studio. Steve Rouse running the board, back with more High School Wrestling Weekly here on WZBD. Hi, it's Jesse from Heller Nursery. If you've never been to our greenhouses, now is the time to come. We grow over 4,000 poinsettias, and it's a sight worth seeing. Heller Nursery also cuts fresh greens and makes wreaths daily for the Christmas season. Heller Nursery has a great selection of houseplants and pottery all winter long. Houseplants and gift cards make great Christmas gifts. Heller Nursery is located outside of Decatur, just off of 224. Just follow the signs. Heller Nursery opens seven days a week. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. Welcome back once again to the Hager Hershey's L High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle. We're live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. And, uh, Dane, what night is it that we're in my basement? January 2nd, Sunday? January 2nd is our announcement. That's the big... Uh, no, January 1st. That's the big pairing show, right? January 1st is the night that we're in your basement because that's our episode of High School Wrestling Weekly. And then January 2nd, we actually have uh, a dual meet to broadcast, you and I, as we'll have Coach Oberlin versus Coach Curry. Under the lights of the uh, of the hangar. Do I have to roll out some extra chairs for your family to sit around and listen to us do the show? I don't know. We may have to. I got, I got a big basement. Basement's all finished. It's gorgeous down there. So. Yeah, that's a busy week because we've got the show on January 1st. That's Monday. On Tuesday, we've got the dual meet between Homestead and Adams Central. Then on Wednesday, we've got South Adams against Huntington North. That'll be a good dual meet for South Adams, hopefully as a tune-up for Team State. And then, of course... Um, I'll be on my way to Rochester Friday morning. Be bringing you the Rochester girls semi-state. Hopefully the semifinals and the finals, the placement. Depends on travel time and how much time we get set up there. Where am I at that day? And then, Jay County? And then Saturday you're at Jay County. Unless you're going to drive to Rochester and then drive back. So we're not doing the girls semi-state? We are doing the girls semi-state. I'm going to be there. Okay. Because I'm already going to, to be there for okay. team state. That's, so that's one of the things... You know, talking to Coach Myers and getting all these sites set up, you're always piggybacking, not really piggybacking, front-loading on most of these things, right, in that they're already going to have the mats set up or need to have the mats set up for Team State. So that's why they're hosting the girls' semi-state. So it worked out perfectly for WZBD because we were already planning on covering the Jay County girls. So I'm already driving over there. We're going to be doing that Friday night and Team State on Saturday. You know, um, 
we talk about, as we're talking about uh, an Al Smith champ here in the house, the big boy gym, uh, a staple of an Al Smith uh, visit and experience. Usually the big boy gym gets rolled up and, and put away after that first day. Well, it's not because while they're doing the placement rounds on day two at the Al Smith, they're going to be wrestling the girls regional for the South Bend area over in the big boy gym. Okay. So a lot of action, and I know you said you were going to, and you know, you, you talked about it being a, a it's going to be a short day. Absolutely it is, but you got to start short and you got to build. Yeah. The old days of two regionals and the state finals are unfathomable now, and it's going to be the same thing, you know, two or three years down the road. That regional is going to be a day-long event. Now who'd have thunk it all those years back, you know, when you start girls wrestling, you go from two regionals to 16, that's a big jump. And, and then be able to populate them all. And I think the way Gary talked, I mean, I think they're going to populate all of them pretty, pretty evenly. Yeah, and it's going to depend on, on region. I think there's more participation in the north right now than there is in the south on the girls' side of things. But that's true of wrestling overall. Yeah. And so that only makes sense. There's, there's pockets. You know, that it's going to be yeah. that way. And, um, you know, there's a lot of influence by coaches. When, when one school has success and, and, you know, he and his friends and the guys that he keeps in contact with, and they see that success, they say, well, we're going to go out and we're going to recruit our girls. And boom, you go from 17 girls in your regional to 107. Yeah, and I, th- I think it's coaches. And I also think it's, you know, it's probably also athletic directors and stuff like that, just administrators like, you know, from neighboring schools. They see some school adding it and doing really well with it. And, you know, it's, it's, easier, to, it's easier to add something new when you see, one, like you said, one of your friends or a, or a school that you know well doing it. Um, it's easier to take that leap. You know, right, wrong, or indifferent, there are some teams that truly embrace girls wrestling. And there are teams who resist it. And, and I don't want to come out and call names, but there's teams that resist it, and they're not out promoting girls wrestling. If everybody decided, let's go do it and promote it hard, like some of the schools, Jay County, Columbia City, uh, um, Lebanon, I mean, some of these pen that has like 30 girls on a wrestling team, if everybody promoted it that way, there wouldn't be a question about, gee, when is girls wrestling going to be sanctioned? It's been done already. Yeah, so we're looking forward to those broadcasts. We have our last dual meet broadcast this Thursday from New Haven. And then, as we said, that second day, while I'm up at Mishawaka calling the placement rounds, you're going to be at Jay County calling the regional finals. We're not sure what the day is going to look like. A lot of it's just going to depend on show me the brackets and show me how many people are going to be there and we'll figure out mm-hmm. what we're going to broadcast. But we'll make sure that we bring uh, everybody who's concerned about the, the, the Jay County area and those girls who are trying to make a, a run to state. We're going to have plenty of coverage for, for that. We're going to piggyback that on FM radio or are you going to do YouTube? We don't know the timeline yet okay. of what it's going to look like. So one of us is going to have to be on YouTube and one of them is going to be on the air, but you may end up on PGW. We're just not sure. Depends on how many girls enter and, and, and those types of things. So it's going, to be, it's going to be a good time. I'm really looking forward to that time of the year. I love these dual meets on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but they really, the matches really start getting, it seems like, consequential once you get on the other side of Christmas and start, start on the ha- second half of the season. Yep. That's what everybody's building towards. So, so looking forward to the week that is coming up here. If you're not used to it, uh, it's pretty simple. You go to Indiana Matt, which, by the way, 15th birthday for Indiana Matt this weekend. Congratulations, really, Joe. Really proud to uh, to be a part of it, and I know Joe was uh, really excited this weekend to share the story 
and to highlight some things and to be involved. Um, you know, if track wrestling keeps having the problems that they're having, you may find Joe offering an Indiana mat alternative. So all you got to do is you got to you got to uh, this week. Oh, sorry. You got to hover over homepage without clicking on homepage and go to this week. And it's a great little tool because it, it takes all of those schedules that people have populated on their individual profiles. And it'll tell you, and it, it, it lumps in all of our rankings and keeps it up to date. As soon as I change the rankings in the morning uh, over my cup of coffee, it'll change those on there, and it will pull them up. So, obviously, we've got two top five teams, Belmont number four and 2A, South Adams number five and 1A, wrestling on Tuesday night. Franklin, you know, is wild last year. Franklin Community, Coach Tante, did not have a semi-state qualifier last year. And people were, oh, they're done, he's done, that program's done. Nope. Absolutely not. It's not. They have a really good team this year. They're moving their way up in 3A and certainly a competitor for uh, a 3A spot. Obviously, they were not in the running last year with the poor state tournament that they had to get an automatic bid. But a couple more wins, and they're going to be right there in the conversation with the Floyd Centrals and the Greenfield Centrals. And congratulations to Joe and on the, the great things he's done in Indiana, Matt. And he's a database wizard. He's pulling data out of all that stuff and just, you know, you, you plug it in someplace and it pops out, populated on their Facebook, on the face of the website, and it's just pretty good. On Wednesday, we've got a big match in 3A. I'm really interested to see just how good New Pal is. Um, they wrestle Greenfield Central, and I think Greenfield Central and Floyd Central have kind of staked their claim. We are the two best teams in 3A that are not in. There's no conversation. Don't even discuss anybody else. Obviously, there's other teams who want to be in. Um, so a win over New Pal for Greenfield Central would be another step for them. Um, also looking, Hamilton Southeastern and Zionsville wrestle on Wednesday. Hamilton Heights and Bishop Chittard on Wednesday. And then we got a really good one as Bloomington South come up to your old stomping grounds to Ron Colley on Wednesday for, for a dual meet. Right now, Ron Colley ranked uh, number one in 3A on Indiana Matt. And then Cathedral still getting back into the swing of things like they always do after football season. It's Cathedral at Center Grove on Wednesday. So some great dual meets this week coming up for sure. And with that, let's send it back to the studio. Steve Rouse running the board for us for a round of commercials. Back with more High School Wrestling Weekly here on WZBD. Brad Weber proudly supports the WZBD Wrestling Coaches Show. He also supports youth football in Adams County as a board member of the Decatur Football League and president of Belmont Cadet Football, giving our youth the chance to learn the great game of football. Some of the best football players in our area have also been fantastic wrestlers. And that's why famous coaches like Joe Gibbs and John Madden always wanted wrestlers on their team. Find out more about youth football opportunities by giving Brad a call at 452-7045 or email bw at bradweberlaw.com. Wygan Construction in Fort Wayne is committed to providing quality, value-based construction services, and that commitment begins with our employees. We strive to anticipate and exceed clients' expectations, honor our commitments, and provide for the communities in which we live. If this sounds like the place where you'd like to work, visit our website at Wygan Construction to see our open positions and fill out an application. We want you on our team. Wygan Construction. Trust. Well-built. The staff at Haggard, Hershey, and Zelt Funeral Home is honored to serve the community we love and live in. Locally owned and operated by Ryan Hershey and Eric Zelt, we understand that each family we serve and each life lived tells a unique story. Our goal is to offer comfort, 
care and dignity to all who entrust their loved ones to our care. We are proud to call Adams County our home and look forward to serving you for generations to come. Welcome back once again to the Hager Hershey's Elf High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. Always good times here at the Double Eagle. Uh, I ate here the other night. Their special was the beef and cheese sandwich, and it was amazing. I forget about the beef and cheese, but tonight I went with the uh, Cuban, one of Jason's top sellers, I must say. Yeah, and the menu is uh, much more uh, open this year, um, and especially on Sundays for the show, so we're really excited about that. Lots of sandwich options, uh, nachos, all those types of things. It's a good time. So we were running through the schedule for this coming weekend. Man, there's just so many good uh, dual meets this week. We're going to have to update the rankings a couple times. Garrett wrestles at New Haven on Wednesday. That should be a great duel. Really looking forward to that one. And then one team that Wade and I were talking about earlier, Rex, was Fishers. And they wrestle at Carmel on Wednesday as well. And then, you know, there's no love lost between Brownsburg and Avon. And that's a Wednesday night duel as well. And Avon just shot up the rankings with their wins this weekend at the uh, Cathedral Super Duel, an event that Belmont used to attend. Yeah, and, and Brownsburg's obviously a nationally ranked team and maybe, I don't know, one and two in the state. But um, my younger brother helps coach at Warren Central, and he was was giving him a hard time for losing a duel to Avon <laughs> on on Saturday because I was just kind of surprised by the result. I know I mean, Avon's good, but I just didn't know that was, was going to happen. And he just commented on how good they are just in every all 14 weights. They're just a really, a really good dual-meet team. And then you have, obviously – you know, the Nate Rios, and, 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 and they've got some also some studs, but they're just really balanced in all 14 weights, which is why they beat five really good teams at the Cathedral Super Six. You know, that's why sometimes you see those teams that are really solid all the way through. You look like there's an easy win. There's no easy wins in some of those teams. Yeah, I noticed in all their final scores, I don't think anyone scored more than 29 or 30 points on them, so that means they're not giving up a lot of bonus points. Um, or a lot of falls, at least, anyways. Because um, I know a lot of those duels were going like 7-7. Seven and seven. So We will um, see Adam Central on our broadcast schedule when they come to New Haven uh, and wrestle Adam Central in that, that yeah. big 10-way that they do with the two pools cool. here in two weeks. So Cool. Also on Thursday, we got the Battle of the Bradley Brothers, Muncie Central versus Cowan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if there will be an award for best-looking Bradley brother, best-dressed. They're both listening. You know they are. But Best-dressed. Um, you know, AJ likes to go all out sometimes. I don't know if that's an occasion where where he would do that. I don't know. We'll find we'll find out. Maybe we'll send a reporter down there. AJ is longtime listener, twelfth time caller. That's right. Also <laughs> on Thursday we got Columbus East as they wrestle at Franklin. That should be a good one. And then of course this weekend we've got all kinds of different conference duels. Uh, we've also got the Trakoff. Uh, the Northeast State duels and the ACAC duels, of course, that we're going to have on ours. you got the Tom Cam- Cameron with Hobart and McCutcheon and Maryville, along with teams like Harrison, uh, West Lafayette, Carroll. And uh, always interesting to see this week when the bracket comes out for the trake-off as to how that meet is seated and who's there. I'm not sure if the teams are completely accurate because a lot of this rolls over from year um, a year, but right now it shows Fishers, Franklin, what I think is a very good Lake Central team this year, Mishawaka, Mount Vernon, New Prairie, Portage, Southmont, Whiteland, and Cathedral. 
all competing. Have you ever been to the trade coffee? Ever oh, been up yeah. there to visit? Oh yeah, yep. Um, I feel like I feel like the, t- the teams you just announced those teams. There's a lot of different teams than from the traditional tri-coff days. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's always a very very good event. Very tough, very tough event. Um, but yeah, there's. There'll be like a lot of good individual matchups at that, that one too. So. And Rex, you know my favorite part about the trikoff, right? No, it's a 16-man bracket or 16-team bracket, and it goes all the way out. You wrestle twice, so they seed it, and then the winners go into the top eight, and the losers go into the bottom eight, and then they wrestle again, seated like a true bracket, and then the four winners go into a pool, round pool play for first through fourth, and then fifth through eighth and then 9th through 12th, and then 13th through 16th, they just wrestle it behind the bleachers <laughs> on two mats. They call they it the brawl behind the wall. Just take them out in the street, not in the alley, let them go. <laughs> That's right. And I don't know, for years and years and years, Lake Station Edison was always involved in the brawl <laughs> behind the wall, but I don't think they, I don't think they go there anymore. Uh, I went one time, and it was a lot of fun. It was back in Mishawaka's heyday, and uh, it's a great tournament, and one that... Uh, Belmont used to get invited to back in Coach Farot's days, and he wanted to go to it a couple of times, he told me, and they couldn't get out of those conference dual commitments, and it's always this weekend here. Where is the trade-off held? At Calumet. Calumet. Yeah, Coach, Coach Watkins. Coach Watkins, yeah. And, yeah uh, that's they do a, a great job. It's a great event. It used, to, it used to be the premier. I feel like it used to be the state's premier dual regular season event. Yes, it was. Um, and if you made that top four like you're talking about, it was uh, It was 20, grueling. It was, yeah. you know, 28-25 type duels uh, for three or four hours. It was a, it was a great time. Uh, that's also Mike Reiser's home yeah, mater. That's his home, that's his home turf. That's, that's, his, that's where he's from. So. This is stomping ground. Looking forward to all of those dual meets and tournaments. Now we're going to take a look as we switch gears over here to the tournament that was Little State held at Indiana Tech. How many mats did you guys have out? We had five. Um, we, we hosted it in our, in our um, new field house that connects to our wrestling facility. Um, it's, a new, it's a new indoor track and turf facility that got completed in January. It's really awesome. And uh, since we got that facility built, we were able to get into the rotation to host Little State. So it was, um, it was a good time. It was a, it was a really fun tournament. Um, feature, like I said, featured all of the non-Division one Indianas, and we brought in um, quite a few out-of-state teams that are nationally ranked in their respective divisions there was 13 total teams and seven of those 13 were nationally ranked programs um, in their divisions um, so it was a really really good um, good test for our team uh, looking at the results uh, i recognize the name at the very top of the list mateo vargo is a kid who beat uh, logan allman at state yeah uh, from, from penn yeah he's your champion at 125 pounds yeah. At 133 pounds, it was a home champ for you guys, Elijah Anthony. Yeah, Elijah Anthony from Frankfurt um, is a junior for us, or sorry, a sophomore for us, and uh, returning national qualifier. He's ranked 12th in the country right now. He's wrestling really well. And he beat Landon Birch in the finals. He sure did. Yeah. Um, so that, that's what's so fun about Little State. You just go through these names, and you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of kids you've been watching in high school the last few years. Logan Wagner was your champ from Marion at 141 pounds from Zionsville. Wabash had the champ at 149, and Daniel Arebe at 157. 
You guys also had the champ, Nate Wheeler? Yep, Nate Wheeler is um, a fifth-year senior for us. We're training All-American. Um, from, he's from uh, St. X, St. Xavier in Kentucky. They just wrestled modern day over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, so you'll see those. That school wrestles um, usually at the modern day holiday classic and, and things like that. So, Tim Smith, who is the varsity for Wabash, was your runner-up at 157. That was the, that's the weight where uh, Doby is, I believe. At 165, it was a Cumberland uh, wrestler who was the champ at 165. Yeah, he, uh, he beat our guy, um, Jonathan Kerbin, for the state champ from Floyd Central in the finals on a, on a last-second takedown. We kind of had a, um, you know, a, a, lapse. a a brain fart. A yeah. lapse. <laughs> a mental lapse. Um, you did. You weren't even there, and you knew exactly yeah, what he was going to say. Yeah, it's, it's tough for me to even talk about it. I'm still not really over it. But, um, yeah, Jonathan's a great kid. He's going to be really tough for us. Um, he's a... Uh, he got second in that weight. It was a really good weight, actually. And uh, Logan Farnell from Oconoqua ended up getting third as a freshman. And it was a really good weight class. So it was, he had a really good tournament. I think he got beat maybe round one or two, and he wrestled all the way back and took third. Another guy that we're familiar with, Elliot Rogers from Marion, was the runner-up at 174. And Landon Buchanan, who you mentioned from Jimtown, in your starting lineup, a sixth-place finisher for Indiana Tech. Yep, and then uh, you see at 74, Christian Chavez from is at West Liberty, a Mishawaka kid, got seventh in that weight. So, yeah, like a lot, of, like I said, a lot of Indiana names. We'll see. Derek Bluebaugh from U of I is your champion at 197 pounds. Yeah, that finals I think was the that was the match of the tournament. Bluebaugh is a Division two national runner up for UND, and he wrestled Nathan Critchfield, our guy um, from Evansville Modern Day. Um, and it was a it was a barn burner. It was two to one, and Blue Ball won. Like on, he had two seconds of riding time over the riding time minute. And that's what was the difference in the match. But it was a great match, really a lot of action. Um, so it was cool to. It was a really good result for our guy Critchfield because uh, Blue Ball pinned us last year at Little State. So we've made a lot of gains since last year. So where do you guys head to um, on your schedule now? After this, um, we had the Lindsey Wilson duels on Sunday, and we will wrestle um, a few nationally ranked programs at that in the NAI at those at that tournament. It's a really good tournament for us. Then we have a home duel against Cleary on Saturday, December sixteenth, and then we have Christmas break, and we don't and we're not back until in action until national duels after the first of the year. So we're almost through the the uh, the first half of the season. Taking a look at some of the girls' results from around the state in the high school tournaments. They had the first-ever Sarah Hildebrandt Invitational held at Penn. Kirsten Cortez was your champ at Lake Central. Uh, very highly ranked this year. Also looking down the line at some names that I recognize. You were talking about some of the recruits that you guys have, have pulled in. Why don't you tell us about them? Yeah, um, Coach Rademacher just continues to do a great job building the women's program at Tech. Um, and there are some really good... Uh, female uh, wrestlers in the state of Indiana this year in high school uh, that we wanted to get. And he did get um, McKinsey Smith, who was third in Fargo this summer, um, committed from Heritage Hills. And we have Rose Kaplan, who is also um, a Fargo American this summer um, from West Lafayette committed. And then Hannah Sightsinger, I know, is another Indiana girl from Indian Creek that is really tough that we got committed. So I know Coach Rodemaker, he's super pumped about um, – the direction of the women's program i think they're ranked 10th right now in the country and with this he's really excited about this recruiting class they're bringing in i think he's finally starting to get the girls in state that 
like we spoke about, the girls' is wrestling is getting better in Indiana, and it's it's growing, and it's only going to help our program selfishly as the talent pool gets better in Indiana. And so it was big to pick up those those recruits. We think we like those girls a lot, and think they can really be good for us. You know, uh, Dane and I, when we were doing a girls' state finals last year at 106, it was Ocampo versus uh, Heather Crawl in the finals, and then uh, Joy Cantu and the other girl can't remember where she's from, but uh, they were ranked like 5th, 7th, 15th, and 20th in the nation. In the country, yeah. yeah. and those four girls there in their weight class. So Indiana Indiana is really coming up. You know, this Sarah Hildebrand girl, she was from Indiana. She's not bad. Yeah. You know, she's she's had some success. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, Coach, Coach Paul has always been – he's always been getting, you know, some Indiana girls that were, you know, state champs or placers. But these girls are – you know, nationally ranked, like continuing to win Fargo in the biggest tournaments in the in the off season of women's wrestling. So, um, it's a big, a big, a big, uh, a big thing for the program. So. Seitzinger was your champ at 130 pounds. She's tough. Yesterday, yeah. Alexis Spalding from Columbia City, somebody that we saw a couple weeks ago. She ended up third. Just scrolling through some of these other weight classes, and it's just crazy. You know, there's there's a there's full results, 140A, 140B, yeah. because. They're getting all of these girls as many matches as possible. But there's so many girls at these different weights that they can't wrestle them all in the same bracket in the same day. So uh, Ellie Janowski from Lake Central is a very talented wrestler. She was your champ yeah. at 145. Lots of new pal girls. Of course, Penn with multiple champs. Uh, Eastside's got a really good girl. We saw her. She didn't wrestle at Goshen, but I watched her warm up. Her name's uh, Reagan... Uh, Church of the T. Yeah, Trenny, something something like that. Um, she was your champion I saw um, yesterday. And it's just really cool to see some of these schools that um, you maybe wouldn't expect. Like, it wouldn't surprise you if you saw somebody from Penn and New Pal and some of these bigger schools that have wrestling success. Carmel had a couple girls, the Mattingly girls, a couple years ago that were really good. But when you start seeing teams like North Miami and Blackford and all of these schools that you don't necessarily treat as wrestling schools, um, it makes a big difference. But Kayla Clifford, whose brother you said was wrestling for Indiana Tech, she was your champ at 190 pounds, and Columbia City also had the champ with Vivian Park at uh, at 235. And uh, some of these girls, especially those upper weights, uh, they're intimidating when they walk onto the mat. We saw it, uh, we had a couple of new girls from Jay County who were walking onto the mat, and they'd only wrestled once or twice before. And uh, Vivian Park and um, and Clifford walk out there, and they're ready to they're ready to yeah. take it to those girls, and it's uh, it, it's fun to watch. With that, we've reached the end of this segment. Let's send it back to the studio for a couple of commercials. We're back with uh, maybe a different guest right after this. You're listening to High School Wrestling Weekly, High School Wrestling Weekly on WZBD. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday where you get the best savings. Come on, guys. It's where your friends shop. Decatur Package Liquors, with the best service and variety in town, now with locations in Monroe, Burn, and Markle. Hi, it's Jesse from Heller Nursery. If you've never been to our greenhouses, now is the time to come. We grow over 4,000 poinsettias, and it's a sight worth seeing. Heller Nursery also cuts fresh greens and makes wreaths daily for the Christmas season. Heller Nursery has a great selection of houseplants and pottery all winter long. Houseplants and gift cards make great Christmas gifts. 
Helen Nursery is located outside of Decatur, just off of 224. Just follow the signs. Helen Nursery opens seven days a week. Welcome back to the Hager Hershey's Elk High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted with Double Eagle once again, live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. And Dane, I know you're just a young punk kid because uh, you're the same age as one of my kids is almost. But uh, back in the day, I was part of the Studebaker Street Sluggers, and part of the Studebaker Street Sluggers, we played every sport down at North uh, South Ward Park, where the old school building used to be, and there was chunks of brick and all kind of stuff out there. And uh, we were falling, we were falling on cement, playing football, and we played baseball and bounced them off of uh, Steph Bright's grandma's house and things like that. But uh, we're joined by uh, the one of the members of the Studebaker Street Sluggers, but then later on went on to become the first ever Belmont Mishawaka Invitational champion. We're welcomed here by Tony Roman, my old neighbor. Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the invite and stuff. Uh, I want to reach out and say hi to my brothers. I know they're listening. Yeah, one of, them's, one of them's here with you. You brought one with you. I brought one. I got three of them at home. Got Joe, <laughs> Bug, and uh, Mike. Now, say, say hello. Two of you made the uh, Tim Myers uh, Wall of Fame posts on, uh, on the uh, uh, Facebook page. Uh, Buggy made it first. Everybody's talking about Dan Roman, Dan Roman. Everybody's like, Dan Roman? Who's Dan? That's Buggy, man. I know Buggy since the day he was born, and uh, he's been Bug Roman ever since. And, and uh, then uh, later on, probably about a couple weeks, maybe a week later, you make the list, and uh, there's a lot of posts out there and people talking about it. And, Tony, back in the day, that little neighborhood south of the tracks, man, there were some great athletes come out of there. The two Burkholder, Burkholder and Bergman, paired up to be the, the only Belmont football state championship team. And, I mean, those guys, those guys are some great football talents there. We had uh, Greg Andrews, who held the rushing record forever around there uh, in our, at Belmont forever. Finally, in a breaking it, your, your, your brother Stevie was a great running back for Belmont, and, had a huge lot, lot of yards, but uh, there was a lot of great athletes in that neighborhood. Yeah, we grew up. Uh, the only time was co- was co- was to compete. Yeah. And uh, we only had three channels then. <laughs> I hate saying that because. Well, I, we you could pick up PBS. You had to fourth oh, it. Sometimes you get PBS. You get Sesame Street on there. But the great camaraderie we made as friends and people, we see each other out and. Uh, I see Steph right out there. <laughs> Steph. I was going to wave to her. And, Steph uh, and Jeff. They, yeah, they Steph grew, and Jeff up, and, uh, grew up in our neighborhood. Great neighbor. And uh, it wasn't just guys. It was girls, too. Well, Sylvia Ortiz was one of the best athletes in the neighborhood. And she would always play quarterback for both sides of the football team. And we had the don't tackle Sylvia rule. Couldn't tackle <laughs> Sylvia. She was the best quarterback of anybody. And she was the no tackle rule. And, and she could play with the best of them. But just some great old times back in the day. And uh, I drive by that park now, Tony, and think, that thing is so small. How did we play baseball there? We invented a way. <laughs> I think we had a baseball field that went three different directions. It depends whose house you hit. Yeah. And the neighbor would come out, hey, quit playing, you hit my house. So we'd have to change the direction of the field and things like that. But uh, great times back in the day. And uh, just great. I know that with that, Tim Myers and the Facebook posts out there, it's brought the Belmont wrestling team back together. You see guys, I mean, Tony's one of the first ones to post on there. When somebody puts up a great guy, and, and, and I think just Tony just sits around and waits for the next post to pop up. But uh, there's been – that's I told Tim there, and I said thank you for my extra pastime because on the weekends I sit home and, and go on to those posts and, and have some conversation back and forth with guys. And it's just been a really good thing that Tim's come up with. And, and Tony, uh, tell us some of the things, some of those guys that have posted here recently that were around your age that you just really missed being around. Um, off my head down, uh, Bill Hinkledyer. The Billy. 
a great teammate. Um, my Decatur wrestling friend, pals, and back in the 70s, I hate going back there, <laughs> but uh, back in 74 and 75, it was probably the most uh, inspirational part of me as a wrestler because as a Decatur wrestling club then, we were all great friends, brothers, and cousins. And when we would walk into these tournaments and weigh in, they knew what was coming. Yeah. They go, the Decatur boys are in town. <laughs> so we're in Muncie, Indianapolis, Fort Wayne. We come in and there. I remember watching or listening to the uh, Huntington North boys saying, the Decatur boys are here, the Decatur boys are here. And, uh, <laughs> I always liked that because I, they knew we had great workout partners. We beat on each other. And uh, great time. No, one of our guests that's been on the show this year, uh, uh, Coach Gary Iron Bear Myers, said that he wrestled Tony Roman and said he beat him. You remember that match you wrestled Gary? Yes. Uh, we're friends. We're Facebook friends. Always say nice things to him and stuff. He goes, man, I always talk about you, about our, our wars. <laughs> so it wasn't even the Muncie South Belmont wars were, like, very intense. But not even during the match. Mm -hmm. After the match, there was a lot of there was a lot of Extracurriculars. Yes. <laughs> now, now, put it nice. Now, didn't you wrestle? There wasn't a Showalter by your age, too? Was there a Showalter in there? Yeah. I got to wrestle him in uh, freestyle tournaments, but never wrestled him out there. But uh, Mike Delaney, yeah. great, great tough kid. Uh, Gary Myers, man, the kid. My, our senior year, we weighed in. Somebody said something, and he turned around, made a comment. <laughs> And turned around and tried to walk away without saying anything. Todd Cowan stood right in front of him and said, what did you just say? <laughs> My partner. Yeah, Todd Cowan. <laughs> now, you so, were sharing. Go ahead, go ahead. But the Muncie South-Belmont rivalry, what a rivalry. Yeah, the Rebels. We're going to try and have a Muncie Rebel night on here. And uh, Pease and Whitcliffe and, and Foreman and Abbott and uh, Gonzalez, some of those guys that are going to try and make their way up and uh, maybe bring Coach Smith with them because they were a 1990 state championship so the, team. The last time I got involved in a Muncie South reunion here at the golf course, I almost didn't survive it. <laughs> it was during the Decatur Wrestling Club uh, golf outing. <laughs> I was golfing with those guys, oh, and it was, uh, it was quite interesting. Now, you were telling a story about the first time that you guys went to Mishawaka. Yes. I want you to, I want you to retell that story for our, for our audience. Well, for one, it was the biggest tournament we ever been involved in. Coach Hayes got us in this because he's from that area. Um, we were used to going down to the Bloomington North 8-way, which is a very, that was a very competitive thing, but he wanted to change things up. So we go down there, everybody weighs in, me and my buddy Bill Hinkledire. And you said Coach Hayes didn't go to the seed meeting, didn't no, get any seeds. He didn't seed none of us. He <laughs> goes, boys, time to man up. <laughs> he, he just well, that's the way it used to be. That, t that tournament was so tough that when you were a first-year team, and they used to only seed it based on last year's tournament results. So if you were a first-year team, don't even bother coming to the seeding meeting. Now it's a little bit different. They try to do it differently. But So you guys show up. Nobody knows anything about you. You no. guys have no seeds. Where's Belmont? Who is Belmont? They don't know nothing about us up there. So mm -hmm. we weigh in and stuff, and we're sitting down there just going to weigh in. Packing our face up and uh, with food, drinking and stuff, and some kid comes out there and yells my name, Tony Roman, Tony Roman. I go, man, I better not have to weigh in again. <laughs> I go, I weighed in. 
So the guy walks up. I, I go, yeah, I'm right here, you know, put my hand up. And uh, the guy walks up to me and looks me up and down. I says, wow, you ain't much. You drew me. And I looked, I looked at my teammates, and they go, they started laughing. I go, that guy is dead meat. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is dead meat. That was before they had the tech fall. And he... Six minutes was it enough to be on the map with this guy. <laughs> Give me an extra two so I get thump on him some more. And uh, the funniest thing is I had him on his back, and uh, Bill Hinkledire kept saying, let him up. <laughs> let him up. Don't pin that guy. Let him up. Beat on him some more. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was funny. After the match, I go, <sighs> I go that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, so some of the people who don't, people the, the rich people that lived on the other side of the tracks didn't understand what the – mentality was in our neighborhood their dad was one of the meanest toughest boxers came out of texas and he bought the boys a set of boxing gloves and their front porch had a rail around it and that was the boxing ring and the boys inevitably would always lose one of the boxing gloves so they never had two full pair so they had one so they'd put their pot hand in their back pocket and they'd fight with one glove on and then they'd get ticked off about something they dropped the other glove and they would just turn to bare knuckle brawls and the, the Roman boys beat on each other on a regular basis, and they had to. I, their dad pretty much made them. I, I'll tell the story. You know, Joey's probably listening. Joey was in junior high. He was a seventh grader, and he calls me after school. He said, hey, come over to our house. Come in the back door. It's like, okay. I snuck in the back door, and I walk out, and there's this kid sitting on a bike out in the front in the street. I say, who's that kid? And he's always so-and-so. He's like an eighth grader, and he said he wants to beat me up. I said, why does he want to beat you up? And he said, well, he thinks I was with his girl. It's like, probably was, but... Um, and I said, well, don't go out there. We'll just sit there and hide. Well, their dad come home, and he said, who's that boy out front of my house? He said, there's some kid he wants to beat me up. And he goes, what are you doing in here? <laughs> he said, you go out there. And he said, you whoop him. If you don't whip him now, he said, you get the buck away and come in and slit his belt off. <laughs> and Joey went out and just throttled that kid and throttled him the whole time. He's looking over his shoulder, making sure dad wouldn't come out and whip him. And that kid rode away and never came back. But that's the... That's the mentality that we grew up with, and that's the kind of thing that makes Belmont wrestlers just as mean as they can be. So that's my story. <laughs> True story. True story. Well, Tony, we thank you for uh, joining the show, and certainly cool to talk with you. We have coverage of the Al Smith Finals uh, coming up here at the end of the month. I'll be up at the Crow's Nest with AJ calling the action as hopefully Belmont can break that drought that we have of having a, an Al Smith champ. We look for... Uh, couple of boys to to reach the finals and, and punch through with another Tony said another it was 1982 1982 was the first one and we haven't had a champ since Brad Bussey in 2011 I think that's more than a drought something yeah. like that very competitive so. tournament very competitive tournament. yeah and you're looking at the the teams that are entered on track right now you've got Center Grove and Crown Point two of the top three teams in the state that are there and you know Probably 20 state qualifiers between the two of them. So, Tony, thanks for sitting in, and uh, keep tuning in. I'll give you all those little places you can tune in, watch, listen to WZB. Dan's doing a great thing on the website, but uh, it's great having you on, and uh, um, be a, keep being a good fan of ours on the radio. Oh, definitely, definitely, no problem with that. With that, let's send it back to studio. Steve Rouse, run the board. We'll be back with more High School Wrestling Weekly here on WZBD. Based out of the Indiana Tech Wrestling Facility, the Warrior Regional Training Center is an elite training center for youth wrestlers, high school wrestlers, and college and senior level athletes. 
Featuring a college coaching staff with a strong history of developing talent and producing results, Warrior RTC will give any wrestler quality training partners to push them to new levels in the state-of-the-art 25,000-square-foot wrestling building. The training is affordable and private training is also available. Put Warrior RTC in your corner this season. Experience the magic of Evansville, Indiana, where Hoosier hospitality shines bright. Stroll along our scenic riverfront, indulge in local cuisine, and immerse yourself in history and culture. From family-friendly attractions to outdoor adventures, Evansville has it all. Visit the mesmerizing Mesker Park Zoo and Botanic Garden, or explore the city's rich history at the USS LST-325. Ready to start planning your stay? Discover everything our city has to offer at exploreevansville.com. Evansville, Indiana, where memories are made. Welcome back to Haggard Hershey's Elf High School Wrestling Weekly for our final segment. As Dane always puts this, uh, the overtime period, and uh, this is where he usually takes out his little black book and talks about the things that are going to happen this week on WZB. And I tell you what, just the wrestling aspect sounds like we're like wall-to-wall wrestling this week, and you probably got some other sports in there too, don't you? Yeah, we got a couple of basketball games. We were just talking about the Al Smith and talking about champs and just how tough that tournament is. So I sit here during our commercial break, and I look, huh, I wonder – just what Duke Myers' chances are at 165. Uh, in that weight class at the Al Smith, number one, Anthony Reinhardt. Number two, Waylon Kressel. Duke, number three. Rochester doesn't go anymore, but they're number five. Then Holyfield, five. Wagner, six from Zionsville. Rodebush, number eight from Bloomington South. <laughs> so seven of the top, or, uh, sorry, six of the top eight in the state at Duke's weight. Yeah. Are going to be there at Mishawaka. Somebody's got to win it. That's what you want. But that's that's why they're going. That's why Belmont goes. That's what Duke wants. I mean, Duke's, Duke can wrestle, man. So I wouldn't count them out. Same thing Same at right there. at two fifteen. You've got the defending state champ Will Clark from Crown Point. Yep. You've got Caden McConnell from Center Grove, who was runner up last year at one ninety five. Keegan and then Devin Kendricks, who was who he wrestled on on Friday night. So that's a, a stacked weight class, but a heck of a lot of fun for sure. Yeah, Keegan Martin is. I don't know if, how many people have seen him wrestle yet, but he's much improved. Yeah, he's he's, he's major, lean. Major he's very games. lean. Last year, I thought he looked a little bigger and looked a little bit softer, but uh, I tell you what, at night at two fifteen this year, he's lean. Yeah, he's made some major gains. I think winning eye pose is a huge step for him. Yeah. So tomorrow night we've got Iowa against Purdue as the Boilermakers try to bounce back from Friday's loss. We'll have the Matt Painter show on Tuesday on tape delay after we get done with the Belmont and South Adams broadcast. On Wednesday night, we got boys basketball, Winchester at South Adams, Mike Maki and Luke Koning on the call there. Then on Thursday, we've got Jay County Girls Wrestling at New Haven. On Friday night, we'll be at the NE8 Conference Duels at New Haven again, back-to-back nights for us. And then Saturday morning, we will have the ACAC Conference Duels from Jay County. That'll be followed by the Purdue-Alabama game held in Toronto in Canada. And then Saturday night, it should be a really good, entertaining boys basketball game with Ed Thurman and Luke Koning as Heritage takes on Belmont. Then on Sunday next week, the Colts play the Bengals at 1 o'clock, and we will have another edition of High School Wrestling Weekly, a post-conference duels edition of the show next week for you on Sunday. So with that, Rex, we want to thank Wade McClurk, our guests tonight on the show. And a big supporter of what we do on WZBD. Of course, Warrior RTC, also a sponsor of our coverage of girls wrestling and our show and everything else. And a big promoter of our high school athletes here around the uh, Adams County area. You know, Wade, it's nice to have 
uh, Indiana Tech and Fort Wayne with the facilities that they've been able to put together there. Every time I drive by that place, it gets bigger and more high-tech. Like you said, you got that new indoor facility that's open up. And, yeah. you know, from the soccer field, I had a kid who played to, at Manchester, played at soccer field, and it just starts right there to the point of the pie, and yeah. it just kind of goes back. And there's some great facilities there. And, I, I mean, you're very fortunate as a coach there to have these facilities and go to kids and say, look, this is what you can have and come in and use these facilities. And it's, it's, it's a promotional item to get kids to go to school there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, we talk all the time, you know, having the RTC in the club, it, it exposes more families and kids to what we do ha- have in Fort Wayne because I think some people didn't, don't really know how nice Indiana Tech is and, uh, and just helping the kids out in the area and, and, and just doing our best to, to do our part in, the, in this area to make wrestling grow and get it better. And Indiana Tech, it's a great time to be a part of Indiana Tech and Indiana Tech wrestling, just the facilities and the support from the administration and, our men's and women's team is thriving. We have a standalone wrestling facility. We, it's just a lot of good things going on. So you know, just just to let you know, I'm currently enrolled at Indiana Tech. I took theirs oh, yeah. t- classes there about 15 years ago. He's still got I, a year I, of eligibility. I got two years of eligibility right, left because maybe three if COVID. You count the COVID <laughs> year. You know, I haven't wrestled since 1981, but I still got two right, years for we'll, eligibility. We'll get you in the class 2024. <laughs> we still got some room, scholarship room for you. So we'll, I'd have a heart attack just getting to the room probably. I just want to see the flex picture on Twitter. Yeah. No, we flex. The coach, uh, uh, Judge, and I flexed last week. That's true. We we'll get you a forfeit and a match, and then and then you make good grades. You'll we can put you in like a, as an academic all American. I was we'll three, get like, you on the wall. I was like a three. I was a three five. I think it's a three five. I tell you what. Uh, thank you everybody for coming out here to tonight's show. It's been a great time, and as always, we show up here on Sunday night. And I told Dane, I said we got to do something. We're gonna he's gonna put something on the website and I post it out there. Put out Facebook page. We want more people in this building. We want it to sound like when a Matt Painter show comes on and there's 100 people in the bar that they host theirs on. And, you know, I think we do, we owe that to Jason to get people out here and uh, spend some money. And uh, the food's great. The drinks are always cold. And it's a great place to have our show. With that, thanks, Steve Rouse, for running the board for us. And we'll tune in next week for more High School Wrestling Weekly here on WZBD.